evolutionary.org podcast coming your way. Number 325 Q&A. Steve Smee here and Rick. Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? All right, we're rolling right along, guys. If you listened to our last Q&A, it's a really, really good one. We have another one right here. Five new topics, fresh topics off the wire. Let's open up the first one, Rick. Good versus bad responders to anabolic androgenic steroids what do you think about this one do you think there's such thing as a good or bad responder oh fuck yeah yeah we discussed this on our podcast way back when somebody sent in a question about having professional aspirations and we discussed how uh, to be a professional top level olympia guy you've got to start off with the right genetics just off the start then you throw in the dedication time hard work consistency all that good stuff and part of those genetics are how much you tolerate these drugs. You're going to find a lot of guys try steroids and run away from steroids very quickly, very early on, because they just have side effects that are unmanageable. And so they just can't cut it. You, you find that a lot. So you also get guys who run a cycle or two, be fine, and then side effects just start to creep on and get worse and, and just – the stuff just doesn't work. It's well on you as, as time goes on. It just it gives you more side effects the older you get and things change. And then you have guys who can just pump the sauce, man. A lot of it, hundreds, sometimes uh, thousands, milligrams per week for years. Never have any issues, never lose any hair, never really acne get too bad, too far to whack. So genetics, genetics plays a big role on, on if you can tolerate these drugs and how much of these drugs you can tolerate. Sometimes, and I've seen this happen personally, obviously, you'll get a drug, something like Trembolone, you'll do it several times, no issues. And then that fifth or seventh cycle will just knock some of your hair out. You know, will knock some of your hair right down, something it wasn't doing before. So... For sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, genetics plays a big role. You also, you remember uh, back in the day when guys used to buy pro-hormones over the counter, you get a guy who can smash just bottles of pro-hormones for years and be fine. And then you get another dude with one bottle of pro-hormones, his left nipple will be not lactating. He'd be scared and he'd never come back and never juice again, never use anything else. It just goes with the territory. We see a perfect example of guys, they have to run like two grams of gear just to get any results. And you have the other guy, he just has to run like 200 milligrams of trend or something. And boom, he blows up like crazy, crazy strain, crazy size. Um, and, you know, we see that a lot. It's so hard to put a, um, to, to nail this, you know, because over the years, guys have used underdose gear or bad gear or fake gear. So they find it necessary to keep using more and more juice just to get any type of result. So I think that kind of gets covered up. I think back in the 70s, they had gear that was real that they could get their hands on, like real quality pharmacy-grade gear. So they were able to get much better results on, on less gear. It was unheard of in those times to use the kind of dosages guys are using today. So I think that kind of clouds it as well. Just the, the poor quality of gear that we see that's out there. Um, we went through a really, really bad phase 
in steroids over the past, I'd say, what, five, ten years, Rick, where we had this huge increase of underground labs popping up all over the place. And these forums would just... fake steroids, a lot of fake steroids, contaminated stuff, heavy metals, yep. underdosed. Yeah, and these forums would just let you go on there and market your steroids and sell your steroids. There was no vetting process or nothing. So we've come a long way now. Forums, I think forums, things went full circle. Forums realized it wasn't a good idea to just let anybody come on. It, was, and, it wasn't that hard to find good, clean, up-to-spec raw materials before the Beijing Olympics. But coming up to the Beijing Olympics, they cracked down locally in China big time. And after that, it was not the same players making this stuff. Much lower level players, much uh, less of an eye on quality. And that's when you started to get a lot of issues with underdosed and and dirty gear out there. So after the Beijing Olympics, when they they shut down all all the big mainstream manufacturers from making steroids anymore, and it it went to to the lower tier guys. All right, guys. So next one is getting gynecomastia from supplements or pearl hormones. This is another one that people ask a lot about. So what's your opinion on this one, Rick? You were around back in the days where you could buy pearl hormones over the counter. And I can remember a lot of guys would go to the vitamin store or the local uh, shop in town, bodybuilder shop, and they could just grab pearl hormones right off the shelf. And they didn't realize how risky it was to run this stuff because they'd end up with with gynecomastia. You know, when it comes to the pro-hormones, you kind of knew what could cause gynecomastia and what couldn't. I had gyno from being a teenager before I ever touched anything, just going through puberty. I had hard glands under my nipples. You can just get gyno from just getting fat should get older. Could have had a tight chest your whole life. And then you let that dad bot bullshit go to your head and start getting fat. And guess what? Now you got man titties. Even if you never touch steroids. So it could happen. And look, one of the most, or probably the most effective anti-gyno remedy I've ever found is a pro-hormone. It's, it's, it's topical formistane. Okay. Motherfucking topical formistine right on your nipples is incredible for as an anti-gyno. It's a gyno treatment. It'll dry your chest right up. It'll shrivel those glands down like you wouldn't believe. They made formistine illegal. You know, before it became illegal, I know a guy or two that got a couple of kgs caught up in customs before they they really banned it. Now schedule three. Now formistine is like crack. Same as testosterone or analog. But yeah, Forma, it's incredible anti-gyno. And then uh, following that, obviously, arimistane for talking over-the-counter, which arimistane is still, all intents and purposes, over-the-counter. It doesn't have anabolic effects, androgenic effects, the way formistane does. But it's, it's very effective as anti-gyno right on your nipple. If we're talking about that whole pro-hormone realm of, of things to call them. But no, I mean, just like steroids, uh, you knew which pros could 
convert to estrogen. You knew which pros didn't convert to estrogen and you just use them accordingly. So I just, uh, no more danger of getting gyno from pro hormones than you are from regular old steroids. You just got to know what aromatizes, what doesn't. And if you need to take an anti-E with it or whatever, then you just do. I don't, I don't, not, not any more or any less, I think, do it. Really? What about supplements, Rick? If you're taking a strong testosterone booster, you think it's possible to get gyno? Uh, why not? I mean, if you raise your testosterone levels up really, really high, you could get some uh, additional estrogen and you could, you could get some gyno symptoms. Would you get hard glands that you then later have to get removed by a doctor? Uh, I've seen guys, I've seen it happen to guys coming out of puberty. I've seen it happen to guys out of obesity, but not from a testosterone booster as far, so far. But I mean, it, why not? You're raising testosterone levels, which will in turn create more estrogen. Could very well happen. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you take a strong enough uh, testosterone booster like HG Generate ES and you think it might, it might raise your estrogen, then you could, you could still find a rimestane over the counter, a rimestane. You just walk into any health food store, tell them you want a rimestane, anti-estrogen, and they'll, they'll usually, they'll, they'll have it. You know, FDA is out sending letters to some companies trying to get them to stop carrying it. But for all intents and purposes, it's still over the counter. It's not prescription. It's not scheduled. You can, you can get a rimestane. It's a very effective anti-estrogen um, if, you, if you wanted to use that. But uh, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't cause gynecomastia any more than, than high natural testosterone levels could. And they could. The thing is, though, a good quality testosterone booster like N2Generate ES or N2Generate, they also have ingredients that balance estrogen included. So you're not yeah, going to get prolactin right? on ES. We have some ingredients that also help to lower prolactin as well, because that's the ES formula adds more uh, more ingredients to help you with with your erections and and your libido. So one, so a couple of things within that formula is lower prolactin and also increased nitrogen retention. So those two, um, and also, and also uh, enzyme inhibition to help with erections using, you know, the epimedium, the, the icarin. So there, there's definitely things in there to help with erection. One of them is, is lower prolactin with, with L-dopa and, and a couple of other ingredients. All right, so let's move on to the next one. It is face turning red on cycle. So this complaint, we get this complaint every now and then. And right off the bat, um, one of the things that I suspect is happening here is high blood pressure. And um, it also could be blood rushing to the head, face area, causing the redness to show up. So that's one of the things that anabolic steroids will do when you're on cycle is they can definitely affect the way your blood flows, um, the stress on your body, um, moving the blood around a different way, causing an issue with high blood pressure, increased heart rate, stuff like that. So, you know, that's pretty common to have, but you should also, it should be reflected as a red flag when something like that comes up. And you shouldn't be ignoring it. You shouldn't be like, well, I have a red face while I'm on 
I'm five weeks into steroids. I, I have a red face now. Well, let me just ignore it. No, you really need to be protecting your body. You need to be getting on N2 guard uh, right away. The N2 guard will help balance your cholesterol levels. It's going to help with your blood pressure. It's going to help uh, get your heart rate back down. It's going to help a lot when it comes to your organ health. And that can really make a difference um, when you're seeing that redness in your face. So that's the first thing I would tell people. A lot of times guys will come back and say, well, I, I tested my blood pressure and my blood pressure is normal. Well, you know, blood pressure doesn't mean just because your blood pressure came out normal doesn't mean that your heart's still not taking a beating on cycle. Um, because what happens is all anabolic steroids do cause your cholesterol levels to, to get off track. So it can still affect your heart could still be affected even if your blood sugar, blood pressure is normal. So don't think otherwise. So I look at it definitely as a red flag. It might be something where you have to decrease your dosages maybe to kind of get your blood pressure normalized. It might be something where you need to add in the N2 guard. It might be something where you need to maybe give your body a rest for a few days from the gym just to get things normal. How about you, Rick? Um, you ever have red face or know someone who did? You know, when I've had, uh, when I've let estrogen conversion kind of get, get up that high and get a little bit of water retention, I've had had red face just a for, for some short periods of time. And then I got it under control, um, you know, a bunch of different ways. One of the first things I get before I start to get red face is I'll feel the joints in my knuckles and my fingers. I'll feel them a little chunky, a little chubby. And I know that I'm just a couple of days away from, from my face starting to get red. Now, that's just normal walking around red face. Again, a couple of times uh, um, using Dianabol and high, and high testosterone doses. I think I got a little bit uh, when I tried Anadrol one time. Can't remember quite, but it's, just, it's only been a couple of times when I let estrogen really get out of hand. And also just normally, and this is pretty normal, man. When I'm on like almost any, any amount of steroids, like not a lot, when I'm repping out at the gym in front of the mirror, my skin, my face will get visibly more red than I normally would when I'm not on steroids. Like I can tell a difference. Like, I'm, like when I'm straining, when I'm putting the, the work in, I could just see my skin way, way, way flash, way, flash away red hotter on the steroids and not but uh yeah just walking around it's it's mostly just a, an estrogen issue has been to me estrogen issue and and water retention usually from estrogen so just making sure my estrogen get a blood test start the anti-estrogens make sure you you get your estrogen under control it's a good idea to get a blood test while you are while you're puffy and red like that so you kind of see where where your levels are at for you to have that side effect and you store that make a nice little note of it then you you bring it back down if you can get another blood test once you're normalized and compare them and you just have these lying around and you just make a note took this one when i was feeling like this picture felt like shit my knuckles were chunky my face was reddish here's where my levels were at two weeks later i was on you know Six megs a day, 12 megs a day of aromacin. Felt great. 
not chunky, good gains. Here's where my test levels were at. That that just it helps you build your own, helps you build your own profile of what your body can handle and what you're what you're doing and and all that good stuff. So that's just a just a, just what would you do, man? Just a blood test and respond to, to the effects by tweaking the meds a little bit. And look, we're we're not saying that it's a good practice to go in and self-medicate, but it's kind of what a doctor does too, man. You go in there, get a script, try a little bit. Hey, doc's not working. Change it up a little bit. Hey, doc worked too well. Change it up a little bit. Tweak them. You just get, you just, you just kind of fucking with these meds yourself, but it's, it's always a little bit hit and miss and it's always experimental. You start off with a dose and sometimes you have to change to something different. It's just part of the process and knowing yourself and, and having blood work to go along with, with notes on how you felt at certain times, it, it just helps. It, it really, really helps. Yeah, it's definitely something to watch out for. Next one, guys, artificial sweeteners. Are they okay? So um, when people talk about artificial sweeteners, they're usually talking about stuff like aspartame. Uh, they're usually talking about like sweet and low or – or, you know, those things that they sell at the restaurants, that they have at the restaurants, the sweet and low, the, you know, that little packets of, um, you know, the other things. Like, help me out, Rick. What are some other examples of artificial sweeteners that are in, in products? Bro, I don't, I don't fuck with artificial sweeteners at all. Like, I know <laughs> what you're saying, but. Equal. I'm, equal is the other one. Yeah, you know, I'm chasing. I'm ch- I got it. You know, I've, I've got it in my, my little. I've got it on OneNote. So I always have notes of things that I need to do some research on. And apparently some bad, not good gut bacteria can feed on these artificial sweeteners. And you're given this bad, not good gut bacteria food to, to feed on, which it normally wouldn't get. And in turn, that gut bacteria can then create create chemicals and create an environment that'll make you then crave the artificial sweeteners. I don't have a ton of, of, of data on this. I'm searching this down from a couple of different sources. It does seem like I've seen people that act like they're addicted to, to diet Coke and diet Pepsi. I've been around people that they just act addicted to this shit. And I just, I never kind of understood it that well uh like the whole point of doing an artificial sweetener so you don't get addicted to, to the sugars but they they do and apparently this might be a thing and I, i've just never fucked with artificial sweeteners because i've just never had an issue with eating my stuff bland and just drinking just regular water like artificial sweeteners are, are if you're being a baby and you gotta you you have to somehow make this thing taste good and add stuff to it for the for the milliseconds that it goes through your through over your tongue i mean you're, you're adding stuff in and even all this sugar you throw in there it's just for mouthfeel i mean what are you doing so yeah fuck artificial sweeteners i don't stevia is good i like stevia yeah but it's not artificial stevia is good um it's a natural – people understand that stevia is naturally found. It's a natural herb. And actually, stevia is cool because it just makes your tongue taste everything like a sugar. It's not really a sweetener. It's working on, on your tissues there to make everything taste like it's sweet. It's weird. But 
Stevia's all right. This other shit is not. And yeah. you should, and it, and should it, be consuming it. Yeah, sweet and low is saccharin. That's that's what it is. And the aspartame is is uh, in. Uh, stop being a eat. fucking baby. Just eat your shit bland. Like stop being a baby. You don't. It doesn't need to be fucking sweet. What's the point? We're a lot of us. You know what? We've been doing experiments on the body really for thirty to forty years. We've been doing experiments, artificial sweeteners. These refined oils, they get in our body, they start sticking to stuff. They start sticking. The effect, they get in our body, they start affecting our hormones a certain way. They start affecting our gut flora a certain way. They start affecting our insulin levels a certain way. These little changes that, that happen, and we've kind of been doing an experiment on ourselves in, in the United States dealing with this stuff. It's kind of like the whole Roundup thing where people just take Roundup and they spray it all over their, their yard to kill weeds. And then now we know that Roundup causes cancer. Well, I knew that um, anything that kills, anything that kills is going to cause cancer. I mean, that's just common sense. I mean, I don't need a bunch of trial lawyers putting out commercials saying, Hey, if you use Roundup and you got cancer, call this number. I don't, I don't need that. It sucks. But everything nowadays causes fucking cancer, bro. Everything. There's data to back up almost everything causes cancer in in large enough amounts. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all over the place. There's so much stuff, but putting these chemicals in our body, this is an experiment and the experiment has failed miserably. And we're seeing the evidence. The evidence is the deterioration of our health. And what's amazing is that Americans, we, we exercise more than any other country. We have more gyms than any other country. They closed gyms during the pandemic, and people were going crazy and crying about it. That's how much people love going to the gym. That's how much people love going to yoga. That's, they opened a yoga studio in Chicago and uh they got in trouble they got fined like a thousand dollars or something because they wanted to do yoga so badly but we exercise so much yet we're so unhealthy this experiment that we're doing on our body putting all this processed lab made crap in our body is not working so artificial sweeteners are not something you should mess with what do i sweeten things with i like to sweeten my nuts sometimes I, I, I like to eat raw, raw nuts. I know you do too, Rick. Like almonds, <laughs> cashews, stuff like that. They're delicious, and I like to use raw it, honey. When I want something to be sweet, I just use sugar that day, and I treat myself with the sugar, and I'll have it, and then I'm done with it. Just, you know, if, if you really wanted something to be just do it for that day. But don't add an artificial sweetener as a way to have something sweet every day. Just get off the crack pipe. You know, you just, 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 just man the fuck up and get off the crack pipe. You know? Yeah. Raw, raw honey though is a really, really healthy sweetener. Raw I like raw honey. I like aguave syrup. I think aguave syrup is, is great. And look, when I, when I decide, okay. And it, it's happened making breakfast for my kid. I don't eat until 4 PM, but I'm making breakfast for him. And, uh, we got something fun planned. We're going to go to the mall. We're going to do something. I'll say, you know what? Why not? I'm going to have breakfast with my kid. When I sit there and have breakfast with him, right? I mean, I'm eating fucking pancakes, waffles. I'm putting the syrup on that shit. Like, I'm just doing it. Okay? I'm not putting artificial sweeteners on waffles. 
That's just like, like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? If I'm going to do it, if I'm going to have it, I'm putting the syrup on that shit, putting some, some butter on it, a slice of bacon, and I'm hitting it. And I'm going to have to work this off as, as days go, go by, a little extra cardio. But just do it. Just do it. Have the sugar. Have the sugar rush and be done with it and be done with it. And, and fuck it. And then you can eat bland the rest of the time. But this thing where you aren't adding artificial sweeteners to your diet every single day, like as a habit, as a thing, come on, man. Just cut it out. Just man the fuck up and just, just cut it out. There's no need for that. Aguabe syrup is cool. Raw honey. Love raw honey. That's fucking cool. You know, raw honey and like all natural almond peanut butter, whole uh, natural almond butter or peanut butter with raw honey. Mix those three together. Oh, it's a great snack, man. Woo! On, on top of maybe a slice of a, of a green apple. Incredible. Incredible stuff. But, or on cheese too, bro. Nice piece of, a nice piece of cheese. Raw honey and, and um, all natural peanut butter on top of that. Or, or on a banana. It's good stuff. It's good eating right there. And j- just have the, just have the honey. Natural honey with all the fucking sugar in it. Just have that. Indulge and then don't do it again. I'd rather that. I'd rather indulge in some sugars, like heavy sugars, once a week, maybe a couple times a week, depending if I'm mountain biking a lot that week, and be done with it. As opposed to adding fake fucking flavoring and fake sugars that are doing other stuff that we don't even understand yet to my diet every single day. It would make more sense to do that. I would rather take actual sugar than take artificial sweeteners. That's it's, like if you had a cho- it's like if you had a choice between having sex a couple of times a week or, or jerking off every day. <laughs> right? It's like, can you just have sugar once a week or like twice a week? Just, just really just have indulge in like pancake and waffles or on an ice cream or something. Be done. As opposed to like every day, kill yourself, adding a little bit of fucking aspartame to your, to your coffee. Well, diet soda is not good for you. And that's really the crux of this diet. soda. listen, the only thing diet soda is good for is to mix it with your research chemicals to kill some of that nasty taste of those research chemicals and, or, and some of those uh, liquid oral steroids we take. Besides that, I don't have, I see no use for anybody to be drinking diet soda. It's great for killing nasty flavored stuff. Like if you got some research cam or some liquid SARMs, you mix it with diet Sprite, down the gullet, no problem. But besides that, what the fuck are you doing? Just, just, just drink the regular fucking Sprite. If you're going to do that, good. Just get the sugar and get it out of your system. Or just, just drink water. But you're in the middle. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? All right, so our last topic is um is one really kind of disturbing it came in she said that her husband has been roughing her up in bed giving her bruises and was this you that sent this in rick are you sure this wasn't you that sent this in what it's it's even funny a female would even send this question in are you sure you're not fucking this 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 chick and that's why she sent this in? No, I think you sent it in. Why would she be asking you about this? So, so really right off the bat, like, I got zero tolerance for domestic violence. I think a man who puts his uh, hands on a woman is a piece of shit. 
Like, I think that, um, I think we're way, 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 way too lenient um, in this country when it comes to domestic violence. It's, it's absurd. Like, they'll take the, they might, the cops make, might come out and like take the guy to jail for like the night and he'll get bailed out of that night. You know, it's fucking ridiculous. So um, we're way too lenient. Domestic violence, I got zero, zero tolerance for. If you're in bed, a lot of women, they like, they like kind of rough sex these days. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why. They like to be tied up. They like to get the fucking, um, what's it called? Like some the, do, yes. Yes, some do. What's it called when they put the handcuffs and stuff? They like that. But, like, when you're bruising, if he's bruising you up, you need to have a talk with him and be like, dude, this is getting, this is getting physical. That's, that's, there's a difference between tying someone up or handcuffs or something and being a little kinky and fucking bruising. Because when you're bruising, you're taking it to another level. You're actually hurting the other person. So this is, yeah, this is very disturbing. Um, this is, this guy may have the makings for a, of a serial rapist in his future. What do you think? What do you think, Ray? It's just, it's, it's a very short question. There's a lot of context, a lot of context needed here. I mean, how did this, how did this start up? You know, that he start with light slaps and now he's like really manhandling her? Or did she open the door for it and now it's getting out of hand? Maybe she could have opened the door for it and she was down maybe for just a little bit of rough play and now he's like really leaning into her <laughs> really be I mean I, I laugh because it's it's a weird kind of funny situation but she's got to she's got to like talk to him and lay down the the ground rules and be like you know make sure that is within within what she likes and within what's right for her if he just started roughing her up without her opening that door then yeah like need to get that ass in front of a counselor like now but if you open that door if you started to show him that you enjoyed this and he started doing it and you and you liked it and now he's just going too far then just make sure you talk to him make sure you reel that shit back in get a safety word safety word always works so you can during the act you can say no ouch and all these things and it's just part of the play but then when you say, like, I don't know, whatever, make up a fucking safety word, you know, tomatoes, Steve Smee, Steve Smee, once you say Steve Smee, you know, that's your, <laughs> that's your safety word. Pineapple, pineapple. Yeah, call him that Steve Smee. So, you know, you know, that's evolutionary podcast. That's your safety word. Then he knows now you really mean stop. But you saw yeah, that, like, you saw that from the Amy Schumer movie, didn't you? That's from the Amy Schumer movie. She was she was having sex with this young guy, and he said, "Pineapple, pineapple." Really? I don't. Yeah. I, don't I mean, I've seen I've seen about like I've seen safety word stuff on like documentaries. I've I've done stuff with girls like this, but we've never gotten far. Like we need a safety word or anything like that. But you seem like you'd enjoy getting getting roughed up, though. I like to. Please. You strike me as that type of person. What that I would like getting roughed up. Yeah, like, that you would be the one. Up? It'd be on your end. You see, like that's no, no, not not at all. Like, okay, so I've dated a couple of women that want to get manhandled a little bit, and I'll I'll do it just the right way, just to please them. But it's not something I like, and I don't like myself being putting shit on or being manhandled, putting on a neck thing and none of that stuff. It just doesn't appeal to me. I'm I'm, I'm actually pretty uh 
pretty classic parody uh, boring when it comes to that. But I have dated women that were like, for one reason or another, like to get roughed up. And they, you know, and they, and I wanted to please them. So, you know, you find uh, the way that they like to be roughed up sometimes. So you just do it right without going too far and staying within the confines of what, you know, what she likes to, she likes to have done. And that's what this lady's got to do. She's got to really kind of spell out for him a little bit what she actually enjoys and what she, and what she doesn't. You know, some women just like to be like pressed, like they just like to for you to hold their arms or their legs, you squeeze them a little bit and that's it. They don't like any of that slapping or choking or anything. Some women like to be choked and slapped during that. Some guys do too, right? You just got to have that conversation and make sure that it's all like fully 100% conceptual, consensual because um, and I think what it sounds like, buddy, it sounds like they're lacking a safety word. Like, like he might be, they might be in the act and, and she might say, ouch, ouch. And it's kind of playful, but then the fourth ouch is real. <laughs> She's really getting hurt, but he, uh, he's not getting it. So they need kind of like a little, little safety word or, or some kind of number structure or something to, so they know where they're at pain, pain threshold wise and, and they'll be fine. But yeah. It, it, and again, if he's, like roughing her up and she never opened this door. She never let on that this was okay. Then take that ass down to counseling like now, because this is, is going to get out of hand. Most likely than not. Wouldn't you agree, Steve? Like, would would, you, have you, have you, have you ever had a, a girl that likes to get roughed up during sex? No, not, not, I don't think a girl would want to get roughed up that You've bad. never had one. Bruises. I mean, I, I I've had ones that like to be like tied up and that type of shit, but nothing, nothing too bad. But I think, you know, why are you married to someone and this is now like becoming a problem? There's something. Yeah, bro. This shit runs. I, you know what? I think, I think he's, I think, I think the guy's been watching too much porn or something. Bro, I run across so many guys that come to me and they talk to me about this girl. They married like somebody they've like somebody they don't know. Like, like, oh, she's going to do this, and she did that, and she did this. And, and I'm like, dude, you fucking married this chick, and she's doing all of this? I was like, oh, dude, I, I didn't think she ever would. You're just lying to yourself about this person, bro. Like, you can't – there's no way you go so far down the line where you walk down the aisle with somebody, and then they start coming out of with, with things out of left field. Like, you were in denial the whole time. You, you just lied to yourself about who this person really was. It doesn't happen like that, dude. Like, how the fuck do you marry someone and then just figure out later on? He was, if she likes to get roughed up, she'll, I mean, you'll see that. You'll see that pretty early on. Very important to, you know, drive the car off the lot before you, uh, you buy it. <laughs> you know, isn't that the old saying? Test drive the car before you buy it. Because you would have been able to, to notice these types of behaviors. I honestly think this guy is when, uh, when your girl asked you to, uh, how do you figure out, how do you know your girl like being tied up or she like getting roughed up? Is this a conversation you guys had? Like next time we have sex, we're going to do this? Or did you just start figuring it out? No, you- I think we were watching uh, <clears throat> like a show or something and that's what happened. And she brought up the idea. She's like, oh, that looks like fun. Let's try it. And uh, yeah, that's, that's how it kind of went. You know? 
Why are you trying to get she your girl said, to do she that? Said, uh, she said, uh, well, that's kind of fun. Let's try it. And then next time you guys went, she had like a whole yeah. outfit. So if you want, if, listen, if you, if you want your girl to do it, bro, just put on like a video of it doing it. Be like, hey, Trump, check this out. What do you think? And she, and she might be like, mira, mira, see, see, you know, she wants to try it. You but know, like, no, if you no. want to figure out, if you want to figure out what she likes, you got to be real conscious and really watch her when she's horny, when you guys are having sex. See, I think maybe a lot of guys don't get to do that because they're too busy trying not to fucking come. But like, if you if you can like really watch her and see what she reacts to and and see how she reacts, all this stuff starts to make sense really, really quickly. You know, the the girls that I've had that like to get roughed up and like to do, you know, rough play, it wasn't something they were like fully really big into before they met me. It's something kind of that came out as we explored as we had sex like for example like let's say uh you're having sex with your girl like in my case and you know she's when she's orgasm when she's having an orgasm she's like maybe digging her nails into her breast or like even choking herself okay so then you kind of know something's kind of something's kind of hot there also if she's like maybe when she gets on top of you she's like rough on herself like when she's with you you kind of know there's something else there, you know? And if you pay close attention and if you're kind of there present during the moment and really kind of feeling her, you can see what she likes and what she responds to shit. Just even the way she reacts when you change pace, like if you're kind of like taking it slow or if you start going hard, just how she reacts to it each to show she's letting you know the whole time how she likes it done She's just not saying it, but she's she's telling you by her reactions that she's giving you. So if you get a girl and then she starts roughing herself up on you, but she starts, you know, grabbing herself, digging, you know, you, you could see that. You could see her trying to like when she's when she's reaching orgasm, she's trying to enhance her moment by like squeezing herself or like pinching herself or whatever the fuck then you kind of you're witnessing something that matters right and if you're that dude that can figure all that out and unravel that out of her and bring her to an experience where like where like she's she's being made love to in a way that she'd be too embarrassed to ask anyone to do to her but you fucking figured it out without her having to spell it out for you and next thing you know you're making love to her in a way that she'd be too embarrassed to tell any other man to do it to her just that way you know usually it's those girls with like the nose rings and the eyebrow nope, rings not at all and the tats nope that's huh nope that's nope. been nope dude let me tell you something bro let me tell you this dude i've dated i've dated fitness chicks that put half naked fucking pictures of themselves sexy ass pictures of themselves on instagram every day and they're like so bland and prude and bad and they suck and I've gone out with girls that are like, don't put up a bunch of pictures. The librarian, the librarian. Yeah. This one, and yeah. They, they don't even like talking about sex. They don't even like sex jokes. They don't even, oh, oh. But man, you get them in the mood, you get them to unravel, and they want everything. They want to be called names. They want to be choked. They want, I mean, they want to be, they want things to get crazy. And um, yeah, it doesn't, I've, 
it doesn't it, it doesn't have anything to do, man. One with the other. As funny as it sounds, it doesn't. I it, appearances appearances will will deceive you a lot. I think deep down they might have some daddy issues going on. I've you know I've again, dude. I've seen some girls again post some crazy ass pictures on Instagram, and then you get them in bed and they can't hang. And then you get like some girls that are like prude. They have like 200 followers, no pictures. Every picture is from like, from like the waist up. And they'll just, they'll take as much as you can give them. <laughs> it just, it doesn't, it, when it comes to women change, it's a, women change so much when they're in bed. It's, it's hard to really know what you're going to get before you get there. It's, it's funny, but it, that's how it is. All right, guys. So we learned a lot in this uh, episode, Rick. Um, Rick taught us a little, some, some tips that you can try in, in bed. And uh, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk to you guys <laughs> okay. on the next podcast. Um, and we're going we're gonna to have some more uh, information for you on the next Q&A. Keep the questions coming. We're going to have a new Q&A up pretty soon. For Steve Smee and Rick, another episode of Evolutionary Radio. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this has been a required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.